morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. It is yet another day, and we are here on the first times. Today, we have come full circle for our special series on hashtag embracing equity that was initiated, I believe, on 8th of March this year. We started with outlining the ecosystem of equity drivers, continued the conversation and heard some great real life stories of when our speakers felt equity was missing or present around them and what they drew from it. Today is the final episode where we will shed light on serious impact on future if equity is unchecked and how it leads to bias and abuse cycle. What are the clear signs of non-equity environment and how it only takes very small steps from each one of us to make it a better and more inclusive place for everyone. With me is the ever gracious Garima Dutt, who is right now serving as a pres as the president CSR in Yes Bank and is also CEO of Yes Foundation. She has been an instrumental part of DNI journey of many corporates she has been working with in past and has helped weave sustainability and diversity in boardroom discussions. And I cannot think of anyone else than her to help us navigate the subject through her experiences and expertise. Welcome, Garima. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and for this opportunity. Awesome. So let's begin the hot conversation, right? We have thus far talked equity as uh, as to why it is important to drive equality. We have also heard previously from our speakers through their experiences when they witnessed it or lack thereof. Call me a devil's advocate, but I believe that anything in an access in, a, in an excess quality is always bad, right? We are talking about so much about equity nowadays. Yes, it is required to balance the scale. Yes, we are also working around policies, globally speaking, at every level to build such a culture. But I want to open the floor to you, Garima, with this question. Is it all great? What is the current reality of equity ecosystem? Do we need to put some rigors around equity as a wide subject in order to get this implemented in the right order? How do you feel? So in my view, I think we are headed in the right direction. We're putting policies and processes in place to ensure that we attract, hire, retain diverse talent. But honestly, I'll be amiss if I say that we have arrived and that all is great. There are unconscious bias at play at all times. And systems have still not evolved to a stage where we can ensure that identity is not predictive of opportunities or workplace outcomes. So definitely, we do need to put some rigors around equity. So talking about these rigors, uh, how, what kind of rigors are we talking here? Are they gender specific? Are they rank specific? How do we determine where is the place to put these rigors in? See, broadly, the formula is a little bit of the same across corporates. The intensity of implementation outcomes may be varying, but the effort hovers around the same kind of buckets. You institute policies that support different contexts. You build support systems like employee resource groups, have standardized promotions and performance appraisals, ensure that your infrastructure provides for differing needs, etc. But what will set apart is, do we call out if there is a lapse or a breach of what we have set out as a part of our DNI journey? So does that insensitive comment that is made during a team meeting lead to repercussions 
or is the language of inclusions only restricted to make your jd's gender neutral that's the difference very very interesting right i want to dive a little deep here so you talk we are talking about this lack of obviously equity and we want to put triggers in conversations and general culture but what do you think uh, where does these you know these biases are stemming from this non equity culture is stemming from is it just because of the corporate uh, so or it's society at large that plays a huge role because if it is society at large we have a bigger battle if it is just corporate i feel uh, putting some policies probably in picture and the fight that we have on everyday basis to change the culture can help uh, in a, in a shorter run but i want to know from you so i would look at it this way i think um, none of it is really in vacuum and none of it is in silos uh, you could have the best policies and processes at a corporate level but what you see being represented outside the workplace also shapes your reality equally if not more powerfully yeah so whether it's stereotyping in imagery that we see in textbooks or in advertisements whether it's assignment of primary responsibilities at household level societal pressures all play a part in not just shaping the conversations that people have about us but also the conversation that we have about ourselves that is what explains why most men are reeling under the pressure of being primary earners and most women are mm -hmm. reeling under the pressure of being primary caregivers when you look at corporates mm -hmm. it is also what reflects when you look at the female attrition rates and layer it with the stage in life so yes mm -hmm. equity is impacted both by corporate culture but also society at large hmm interesting uh okay so this begs to a uh, to a different question uh do you feel that corporate is a you know a silo reflection of what society does in terms of biases and abuse cycle or is it a vice versa like when people go from corporate like to their offices to their home they are a different person everybody is different in their you know in their homes and their versus their offices right so does the feelings cascade from here to there or is again as you just mentioned it is from the culture which is you know at society at large and then it cascades into back into the corporate structure how does it work really So honestly for me I'm a big believer that there is no such thing in keeping your personal life separate as your professional life there isn't a switch <laughs> right at the end of the day we are all human Correct. beings we are coming in with a certain set of baggages a certain set of experiences right and socialization yeah. is extremely real so True. whether it is right from childhood what you are seeing uh, what you the education system what you are seeing on social media tv all of it is shaping us right so i think right. uh, a lot of these biases that we carry or stereotypes that we carry there isn't like a switch that will say that okay the moment i enter my corporate i will switch it off right i think yeah. there is definitely a need to have a more conscious effort to recognize these and then to make sure that they don't impact our decision making or if they are impacting mm -hmm. be able to uh, course correct quickly right so to be able to identify that no this is i may have reacted from my uh bias and i need to take a step back and then maybe revisit again so i think that is that fair enough 
Fair enough. I think uh, there obviously there is a massive work that needs to be done to correct our our culture at grassroots level, which you rightly said, right? Because it does cascade in our corporate lives as well. But I will pick the end dragon to further our conversation. That end dragon being the corporate culture, because it's easier to pick, right? It's easier to rectify culture here. You can have some courses done, as you said. You can course correct by putting some policies in place by you know kind of having some seminars or teaching sessions, and you know you can create some kind of a balancing scale here right um, and the ethics that is built in an organization setup can help support the larger purpose that leads to the next question and before asking i would take a step back and build a little bit of foundation for it i was reading somewhere that there are four core type of corporate culture in general and there can be more but i was reading there are four primary ones one is clan culture one is adhocracy culture another is market culture and the the last but not the least and we all are familiar with is a hierarchy culture now i won't explain these terms because we have very smart audience with us and it's available on google but the question is to you is lack of equity in corporate setup attributed to any of these sort of cultures because if that's the case then among which of these cultures is culprit and how can this be rectified in terms of the tactical measures that can be built around that? Okay. So I think the boys club, the gentlemen's league, they all become sharper as we move up the ladder. Right? But we don't all start from the same place and neither are we going to end up in the same. What we hmm. can do is to make sure that we acknowledge and adjust the imbalance which is on the way. So there is, hmm. that is where the rectification is needed. We have to definitely prioritize equitable representation. Now, in most cases, hmm. this is reflected when we have the steer from the top and acceptance in the middle, and perhaps in a worst case, a tolerance at the base level. So we're not fixing hmm. socialization. We're not fixing, uh, you know, major burden and baggage of uh, hierarchy in the society and communities. But we are fixing the language. We are fixing the definitions of appropriate and inappropriate at a workplace. So, for example, does the organization give additional incentives when the biology of childbirth leads to a higher workload for others in a team? Or does the company hire a temporary resource to ensure that there isn't a higher workload in the first place? These mm -hmm. things really matter when you want to fix the don't hire her. She's got enough. She's got married just now, mm -hmm. enough on her plate. She'll soon be off for a maternity. That chatter and mindset, if you have to fix, you need to make sure that your policies and your implementation of those policies are actually uh, to the point. So if you ask me, the true culprit is when you think that policy and processes can shape the culture. It can guide mm -hmm. the culture for sure. But it is mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the people and the rigor of implementation, the no tolerance for breach, that eventually builds a culture that supports equity. Yeah, it all makes sense, actually. Uh, and I love the way you said it, that there has to be no tolerance for breach. That's I think that's the key word here. Uh, banking upon what we just talked, uh, in the end, Garima, where do you think the onus lies? I mean, the corporate setup is a big setup, right? We, when we say, okay, we as an organization do, we can be reflecting upon the leadership, we can be reflecting upon the new joinees, for example, or anybody in the middle scale as well, right? Or any designated person. Is it like that? Is it about the people who are designated in an organization or up higher in the ladder that have the onus to get it all right? Uh, 
if you're talking about society at large, where is the onus only with mothers or educational institutes to instill such an attitude from an early age? Because as we just spoke, it has to be from an early age and it has to be broader, right? So where does it all lie? So I would say that it is each one of us that has the onus of getting this right. right? Now, it may seem far-fetched at first, where we're not talking about taking on an entire community or an entire corporate. At the end of the day, it is about ensuring that where you are and in whatever capacity you are, whether a corporate employee, a parent, cousin, sibling, teacher, we need to look at our own sphere of influence and ensure that we are building an inclusive environment. Let me ask you. Now, everyone demands a crash at workplace, near the workplace, flexibility in work hours for new mothers, paid maternity leave, etc. But how many of us pay salaries to our domestic health when they go on a maternity break? Because the biology there is also the same. Or when they want to join back work, yeah, so, or when they want to join back work, do we even welcome them to get their new babies along with them? Or actively help them to build a support system to influence, you know, to make sure that their babies are taken care of when they are at work? So in our sphere of influence, what are we doing to make sure that the person doesn't drop out of workforce for lack of facilities? That's all it is about. Doing the just and fair thing in only your sphere of influence. I mean, I started this conversation with one set of mind, but now what you just said made me think a little more deeper of what we are doing as individuals, because we always look up to somebody else doing something, right? It's very rare that we take some sort of responsibility. And you gave a very good example, Garima, here, what we do for our ourselves, because for us, they are somebody who is dependent on us, right? As we are dependent on hierarchy and organizations. So, I mean... Thank you. Thank you for sharing your perspective and setting the right context and expectation for people to follow. I'm sure just like I went into a little bit of deep thinking by that comment, a lot of our listeners would have done the same. Many, many key uh, takeaways from this conversation. My favorite, though, is is the one phrase you said, zero tolerance for any breach in implementation. I think that's my key takeaway from this. Uh, to our ardent listeners out there, if you resonated with what Garima said or the overall topic or and you want to share your thoughts with us or want to participate in any form, feel free to write to us on our Instagram handle or you can also reach out to us via LinkedIn. If you like to connect with Garima as well, I'm sure she wouldn't mind as well. Uh, we both would love to hear from you. Garima, any any last words, any closing arguments before we end the session? No, thank you. Thank you so much for this candid conversation. And like you rightly said, I think we need to go beyond trying to pin responsibilities on others and truly embrace equity ourselves because we all know that this is um, an important topic and it has global ramifications. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Karima. I truly love this whole conversation. Such a powerful last episode of our 
three-part series. As they say, every end is a new beginning. With End of Embracing Equity series with Karima Dutt, community powered by G100 and Women Economic Forum, we will soon start with the season two of The First Times and hit you up with carefully curated, inspiring stories of some formidable speakers. Till then, take care and stay courageous.